Hello guys and welcome to the latest MSC Performance Podcast with me, Mark Coulson and Sonia Kukova. Hope you're all doing really well. Uh, we're really excited about today's podcast. Uh, the title is, Does Endurance Training Affect Your Strength Gains? Uh, so really interesting topic today. Uh, I've got a variety of uh, things to get through. Uh, first of all, how are, we, how are we doing, Sonia? Hi everyone, um, I'm doing very well and hope everyone else is doing the same. Um, I'm really excited for, for this podcast. It's a great topic to discuss. Um, I think very accurate as well. Um, so can we to go through? Yeah, there's always a lot of confusion, isn't there? You get a, a lot of guys who get a bit confused between, you know, oh, do I want to be building loads of weight and going heavy? Or do I need to be working on more my cardio conditioning, you know, more endurance work? And ultimately, as strength conditioning coaches, the clue's in the name, really. Um, so it's all about strength and conditioning. And you can develop both qualities extremely well uh, to become the best all-round athlete that you possibly can. And today, we're going to talk a little bit about how we can uh, how we can manage that. Um, so we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, concurrent training. So basically, the idea of developing strength qualities and endurance qualities in the same program. This might be on the same day. This might be on separate days. Do we do it at the end of a session? Do we do it on separate sessions? What should the intensity of my uh, endurance training be? So we're going to be referring to endurance training. When we refer to that today, we're talking about conditioning, really. So we're talking about, you know, Metcom. We're talking about conditioning. We're talking about anything that's kind of cardiovascular, if you will. Um, we don't like to use, you know, the term cardio cardio work, you know, generally because even when we're doing strength training, we're working our our, our cardiovascular system. So, um, we'll refer to it today as uh, in, endurance training. So, um, yeah, as I say, like, you know, do you add ten minutes on at the end of your strength session? Do you do it before? Do you do it after? Separate days? Um, do you do a block of strength and a block of conditioning? You know, that's you know that's that's. Pr- pretty obvious for most people that probably that's not the right way to go so we're gonna have a little discussion about that today and we're gonna hit all different ability levels so we're gonna talk about uh, beginners and intermediates um, and what they should be doing and then we're gonna be talking about advanced guys as well because as you get more advanced things do change a little bit in regards to how you should get that endurance work in that cardiovascular work in okay um so We'll start off with um, the sort of idea around concurrent training. So, you know, as I said, most people are going to want to develop strength qualities and conditioning qualities. And we obviously highly encourage that at MSC. We have the Barbell Club, which has a big focus around strength training. And then we have our Metcon session, which is a big focus around obviously endurance and conditioning work. We run those programs together. So it is technically a concurrent approach. This, this, this is nothing new. Concurrent training has been around, you know, since the 1930s, 1940s. So nothing new here. But how do we balance that and how do we go about it uh, the right way? OK, so as I said, you know, there is things to take into consideration. Uh, your total volume needs to be uh, considered. Uh, alongside your lifestyle so we've done a couple of podcasts on this lately where we've talked a lot about making sure that you're doing the right amount of training in the gym and outside of the gym that is sustainable so that you can be consistent and therefore get results so if you're a chief executive of a, of a company or you're a stay-at-home mum or dad who run their own business and you're extremely busy then aiming to come to the gym seven times a week probably isn't the wisest idea you might be able to do that for a week but all of a sudden your food's poor your sleep's poor 
you're having you know stress from other factors outside of the, the the gym because you haven't got time and therefore you might have a you know you might smash a week or two in the gym and then ultimately you're going to fall away and you know your progress is going to stop because you're going to stop you're going to go from seven sessions to zero so it is very much about looking at the holistic approach of how much gym how side how much outside the gym you know how does that affect my work how does that affect my life at home and it's finding the right balance okay that's really really key and we've talked a lot about that so i'm not going to go into too much detail on that uh, today but what we are going to talk about is you know as i say you know when when can we do this you know is it in the same session separate session etc cetera, etc cetera. so the answer is if we start off with a beginner for example so someone who's quite new to strength training all right so someone who's done you know a bit of cardio before they've maybe tried the gym but they've never put anything consistently together so they're starting to get into a strength training program so if you're in that bracket if you're a beginner or even early intermediate okay the answer is it doesn't actually really matter too much where you put that conditioning in to your program okay so what we do with the barbell club is we microdose it so during the three barbell club sessions you're doing so you're doing three strength sessions a week what we will do is we'll get the guys doing literally five minutes to ten minutes of conditioning at the end of those sessions okay so it's a quick blast there's a little bit of high intensity in there because it's a short period of time and it's getting the guys used to working you know a little bit of anaerobic work a little bit of high intensity stuff then we also have Metcon sessions on separate days. Now, some of these sessions are a bit more high intensity. Some of them are low intensity and aerobic. Now, if you're a beginner, this isn't something that you massively need to overthink. What you need to be doing is making sure you are doing a little bit of strength and a little bit of conditioning at the same time. Okay. Now, the benefits of this are you know, pretty, pretty obvious. Okay. We want to get stronger. Uh, we don't really use this podcast to you know, discuss the, the benefits of strength training, but they're all pretty pretty apparent. And if, if you're not sure, listen to some of our other other podcasts. But obviously, we want to improve our, our our strength and you know build build stronger muscles and you know um, be able to lift more weight. That will carry over really well to the conditioning side of things. So we can apply more force through the floor when we're running, when we're jogging, when we're sprinting. If we're using any resistance in our uh, conditioning sessions, we can push a heavier sled, we can push a lighter sled faster. So the strength really carries over nicely and obviously makes us more robust as well for higher intensity conditioning work. But it's also really important to do the conditioning as well because that will carry over nicely to the strength work because what we're doing there is we're building a bigger engine, okay? So we're improving the ability and the the quality in which our heart and lungs can work we're building up work capacity we're building up an aerobic base we're getting used to anaerobic stuff where the heart's you know jumping jumping up and jumping down really quickly and that carries over really well to your strength training because it gives you a bigger base of endurance so you can handle a lot more volume generally speaking okay so that's the kind of benefit of doing uh, both of them so in terms of when to do it as we said you can add this on at the end of the session, okay, for 10 minutes, little micro, little bits of micro dosing we like to do to get the guys used to it. And then, for example, if our Barbell Club guys want to do an additional Metcon session on top of that, or they want to do some running or they want to do some aerobic work, then that can be added on as well. Maybe as a fourth session or a third session or a fifth session. Again, that depends on 
what the lifestyle's like and what they can fit in. I would probably just add to this um, great beginning um, anyway. Um, that Thanks, Pat. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, that uh, I would suggest like monitor it, like observe how you're coping with it because, you know, if because usually people ask us. So I wouldn't say there's not one answer to, to every single of them. But again, like we advise you to try a couple, maybe one or two and see how you react to it because that genuinely just you you will see how you feel about it because you know going from doing nothing into doing three strength sessions a week is is enough already um one metcon on top of it would be great maybe if you cope with two even better but you have to try it yourself because you know you might you might feel good for a week or two but actually then it may take a bit more demand like you will feel probably a bit more tired through the week but that, that's again that that initial start when you feel exhausted and tired um probably when you do this conditioning in the morning i, I would say through the day you feel way more, more tired don't let these things put you off because that's kind of natural impact of when you add in this additional stress so see how you're coping with that and uh, adjust accordingly. Because if you're going to try to do three strength sessions a week and on top of it, um, the rest three or four days of the week doing conditioning, that might hit you hard. So again, just observe how, you, how you're coping it with, uh, with it um, yourself. Uh, might be different for you know your partner, might be different for your friend. So again, individual approach uh, would be the best probably to do. Yeah, finding the right balance is absolutely key and it is very individual, as you as you say. Um, I think like the, the kind of takeaway is that, you know, doing cardio conditioning alongside your strength work is, is not going to affect your, your, your strength. What you need to be careful of is the overall volume of training that you're that you're doing so as Sonia says like if you're you know with the barbell club we do three strength sessions a week and generally speaking there's a bit of supersetting in between that as well there's quite a bit of moving around you're doing some decent volume so you're actually hitting like a reasonable aerobic base throughout that whole session anyway plus a little bit of high intensity for the last five or ten minutes with you know the watt bike or the echo bike or the ski erg or whatever it is you know may well be enough and then as Sonia says like if you want to try a metcon on top of that then you know that that's absolutely fine and if you feel good from that and you can handle that then you know that's absolutely fine and if you if, if you can handle that total total volume like i said it's not going to have a direct adverse effect on the on the strength training so you can you can develop both okay um the reason being like if you're a beginner um then as long as you're consistent and you're sustainable with your training then you actually need quite a minimal dose with your strength training to improve so what we mean by that is like if you're coming in and you're doing you know very sort of low to moderate volume very low to moderate intensity and what we mean by that is you're not going 100 percent flat out you're not doing one rep maxes um you you know you're lifting you're lifting well within your capabilities basically you might be doing five rpe six rpe seven rpe you know you're not talking nines and tens initially to get those uh, those strength improvements so because you're working at quite a low capacity still and it's new so it's a new stress it's a new stimulus on the body and therefore it's quite easy to get an adaptation what we're saying is there is room for a little bit of conditioning alongside that that won't affect your 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 gains and then 
to just roll on from what Sonia was saying, which is absolutely correct about kind of just managing that overall program, you know, we perhaps have a little think about the intensity of the of the uh, endurance work that we're doing and the conditioning work that we're doing. So if you are a complete beginner with no base of conditioning at all, what you might do is we would say, right, come in and do you three strength sessions a week. And that's more than enough in the gym. And what I want you to do outside of the gym is from your endurance, you know, cardio uh, position, you want to just get your step counter. Okay, so you want to do more walking. So we'd maybe give you uh, a step count. So we'd be talking very low level aerobic work that is basic but just getting the heart rate up a little bit over long periods of time building up a bit of a cardio uh, base building up you know burning a lot of calories etc etc because that is gonna that's what we call kind of low cost conditioning it doesn't really bite into your your fatigue levels or your nervous system just gradually getting your steps up is a very easy way to get in some extra cardio on top of your on top of your strength training um this would be a great way how great great way how to kind of start building up that engine um but definitely we're not saying that you should wait until you're ready or something like that like no for now just do strength so as mark said like either that would be like okay if if you know you've tried a medcon or a conditioning session and you don't have the time to do that or it's it's taxing on your body a lot. Okay, we start with this, like managing your step count. Are you having your daily walk, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera. But there's definitely room for both. Um, you just need the right advice um, and right management of programming, and that's basically why we're here. Yeah, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. So as I said, it, yeah, as Sonia just said, there is room for both, and we highly encourage both, and we need to do both. Really, it's just finding the right level. You know, if you if you strengths your bread and butter and coming in and hitting at least a couple of strength sessions a week, then we can almost manage the the conditioning side of it around that. So as we you know, as we've kind of highlighted, you know, that might be a metcon session, that might be some you know high intensity anaerobic work, that might be some um, longer aerobic work, but in the gym with lots of you know push pull carry sledge work, you know kettlebell work, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Or it might be as simple as getting your step count up. Or it might be as simple as, you know, going out for a run or going out on the bike, you know, once a week or twice a week, but doing low level. Um, but Sonia's hit the nail on the head there. Just make sure you get good advice. And that's where, you know, um, without blowing our tr- own trumpets too much, is where, you know, we, we, you know, I think we do a really good job here at MSC is that looking over that whole holistic view of your your training and getting to know the individual so we'll have the barbell club but it's like right well you might have you know person a who uh you know loves getting out on the bike you know on a saturday and sunday or someone who works in hospitality let's say like they spend all day on their feet and it's just they're shattered yeah exactly yeah really considering the factors outside the gym as well and i think that kind of describes snc in a nutshell that it's not just about how like you know you 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 coach a lift or how you teach someone to to perform but how you actually manage their overall training with everything outside the weight room as well um so i think this is going to be really interesting when we're now talking about the beginner and then we're going to kind of move to the other levels because obviously you know let's say mark has um is a field field athlete plays rugby um you know i train often as well so maybe you're wondering how we kind of managing this and this will be good maybe to discuss if you're 
if you're interested and if you're not we we're gonna discuss these levels anyway um so anything to add to the to the beginner i think no i think, it up no, I think well. just to very quickly round it up again just going back to the the timings of when to do it again just a little bit of trial and error so try and do five ten minutes at the end of a session uh try and do it on a separate day um but overall it doesn't really matter as long as during the week you're getting in at some point so just a little bit of trial and error like i said some of our barbell club guys will like to do one or two metcons alongside that and they like to come in four or five times a week that's brilliant if you're someone who can only come in twice a week once a week three times a week then you might want to look at doing it in the same session and do it at the end of it and what we're saying is that as a beginner it doesn't really matter that much when you do it because it is not going to have uh, a knock-on effect on your strength training as long as the overall picture isn't you know we're we're, we're doing too much or we're not consistent yeah, okay. if anything at the beginning it will probably do better as you will start like building up the engine and then recovering better in between sessions with like um with long-term effect sure so as we move on to um more intermediate advanced i think like intermediate is a real hard one because you've got you know beginners into early intermediate and you've almost got that late intermediate into a, in, into advanced but if we if we just kind of refer to more advanced yeah i think that might be uh, that might be easier because even with intermediate guys like it really depends how you define someone as intermediate yeah. but the research will show that it's actually very similar like intermediate guys will be seen as very similar to beginners so again like it's the same rules as the beginner but you're maybe just being a bit smarter with the amount you're doing you may be thinking about the intensity of those sessions as well but let's kind of go sort of through to advanced guys here and this is where we are you know we won't quite go sport specific yet but we'll just talk about advanced you know people in the gym people have been training a long time um and this is where you do need to be a little bit careful because with your strength training now all of a sudden it's you know we're talking a few years in it's more difficult to get progress in strength training now obviously you can you can continue to improve but you have to start being a little bit smarter with your training because it becomes harder to create new stresses and stimuluses and therefore continue to get adaptations and become stronger so we need to be a bit smarter about our training we essentially need to push harder you know certainly smarter but harder in terms of you know we're gonna have to go through periods of higher rpe levels we're gonna have to push you know heavier weights we're gonna be lifting heavier weights naturally than we were when we were a beginner um so the heavier the weights we're lifting the more total volume we're accumulating the tonnage that we're accumulating from a strength training point of view is going to have a knock-on effect on your fatigue levels and is going to take longer to recover from so if we go like you know if i jump across now to talking about you know very quickly in a, a, an elite level power lifter or weightlifter, for example then because they're lifting very very heavy weights and the aim is to lift as heavy as they possibly can the recovery between sessions becomes very important and in terms of replenishment of cns you know in, ter in terms of you know re recovering the muscles from fatigue for the next session so all of a sudden if that guy's trying to fit in a high intensity conditioning session in between you know their heavy lifting sessions then that is going to cause obviously a big onset of fatigue and therefore the next session their strength gains will be affected okay so the more advanced you get the higher the chance of the conditioning the cardio the endurance whatever you want to call it of affecting 
your strength gains? Uh, I think that like, again, really depends on kind of the level you are uh, at or what you want to achieve because obviously if someone would like to just be like all around you know fit athlete or train a bit of both maybe someone doesn't really doesn't really care that much if he's not feeling that fresh uh because he may just do another lifting session lighter but for someone who's preparing for a competition that would be definitely a thing so obviously there's no much room for that high intensity session in between your recovery. And it's really important to monitor what you do on those recovery days. Because um, obviously we can touch a little bit about like active recovery, uh, but that all has to be controlled and managed. So yeah. let's say if I would be preparing for a competition, I probably just can't do what I want, uh, even though I would feel like I have the energy because it would have massive impact on that next session. Yeah. And when you kind of following a structured program, the session should be done as you as you aiming for. So if you, you know, if you plan your RPs on, I don't know, session three being still high, you know that you need a certain level of recovery a couple of days yeah. before. The, the, you know, the, the higher the level we're at, the higher forces we're producing in the weight room, whether that's through the amount of weight we're lifting, the speed and power in which we're lifting, or the velocity we're, we're producing in our, in our power work and, and speed work. Okay, so the higher the recovery. So we need to be really careful. There's two main things we've got to consider is with the, with the conditioning work is when, okay, so when are we going to do this? And then the second question is intensity. So what intensity are we going to do this at? So there are two key uh, questions that we need to, we need, we need to answer really. Okay. Um, so in terms of, let's talk about intensity. So in terms of the intensity of the session, okay. Now let's say, for example, we're someone who is really, really keen to get our deadlift up or to get our squat up. Um, you know, we'll, we'll verge into powerlifting and weightlifting shortly, but just someone generally who, who wants to really improve that squat, that bench, that deadlift. Okay. So let's say we've got um, a really, really heavy, you know, um, session on the, on the Monday in the gym. We've got a really, really heavy session on, on the Wednesday in the gym. Now we've got that Tuesday, which might be an off day or a, or a light day. Okay. So what we don't want to be doing on that Tuesday is going and hitting a really hard anaerobic slash lactate focused conditioning session, because that is going to have a knock on effect and cause a lot of fatigue in time for the Wednesday session. You've had a hard Monday session, Tuesday, you're absolutely beasting, you know, your nervous system and, and, and your conditioning bases, your heart and lungs. And therefore, for the Wednesday, we're going to be coming in fatigue. And then obviously, that's going to have a real knock on effect on the strength levels of that session. Okay, so what we might look at doing on that day, this is just an example, obviously, but what we might look at doing on that day is just going for a long walk. Okay, or what I know a lot of, you know, uh, or a few powerlifters that we work with will do is doing the conditioning during the week just isn't really feasible. Okay, especially not a hard conditioning session and same with weightlifters as well. So what you might be doing is you might, might be saying, right, well, you know, let's just keep a decent aerobic base up. Let's manage my manage my weight, uh, my body weight, uh, which is obviously important in those sports by just, you know, making sure my step count throughout the week 
is at a reasonable level. So I am active, I'm doing some, albeit very low, I'm still doing some, some aerobic work. And then you might say, right, okay, well, I've got a, um, I've got a session, you know, my last hardest session is on a Saturday and then maybe a Saturday afternoon or a Saturday evening, possibly even a Sunday, you go for, you know, a, a moderate level hike, let's say, for example, to get your conditioning level in. So if you're really focusing on that maximal strength end, then with your conditioning work, you probably want to be looking at a real low intensity. Now, that's not to say you shouldn't be doing any, but you would just be working aerobically, not doing massive amounts of anaerobic and high intensity work. There might still be a space for it, but it'd be very minimal dose. So for example, on a Saturday afternoon, you might double dip and come back in and do a quick you know, 10 to 20 minute high intensity. You're probably better off doing it after the session in that case. So it's really about finding those individual needs and where we're at. But like I said, for those high level kind of lifters who are really got a massive emphasis on maximal strength, then we do need to be careful and very minimal doses of high intensity work, if any. And if we are doing it, probably looking at kind of off season if we're a competitive lifter, but also making sure we are maintaining an aerobic base with basics like step counting, going out for a longer walk once a week, maybe a long cycle, but very low level so that we can build an aerobic base. I think a lot of powerlifters and weightlifters don't actually do enough conditioning and they'll neglect it completely. And you'll see in their program, they might have some volume work. They might have, you know, two sets of five and then two sets of 10 back off or something like that. And they haven't got the engine and the capacity and the work capacity to be able to handle those sets. They need too long recovery in between sets. So the, you know, the, the length of the session can be, you know, far too long for what they need. And it has a real knock on effect. I think um, one key thing you said, and like it's important to stress it again, is oh, maybe what I see the issue with many people is that they don't know what is like light conditioning and what's gonna has has um, have high impact on the CNS. So like you might not even feel that fatigued or tired doing cardio, and you might feel like, oh, do you know what? I have I have space to push it, but you actually not realizing that it's not maybe the mechanical stress on the body as much as on the um, central nervous system. So I think this is the key thing that when, when they hit it wrong, that like they just don't realize that even the body feels okay, it's the actual nervous systems, which you then can cope on the session too for the heavy, heavy, um, heavy Wednesday session. So I think this is really important to understand that like, even though you don't feel that tired yourself, I think like the nervous system has been crushed on that Monday session with a hard lift. And that's why you have to take the Tuesday off or doing something low. Um, so maybe perhaps find out or advice, get advice on what would be the light work. Because you know, you might see someone doing um, intervals on a bike. Um, I don't know, working 20, 20, 40, 10, 50, and they don't realize that this is high intensity work. Sure. I'm not sure if they work in that at that intensity, because you know that's obviously coming across with those issues when, when you're working hard and high intensity interval training, etc. But you probably don't want to do something like this. So I think what you said about like probably, you know, do a steady walk or something like this would be would be a good option. So yeah, just again, the management and realizing what's what and understanding the different ratios and intensities is, is crucial. Um, yeah. And you're learning this as you go in towards being at, at advanced level, perhaps. Yeah. 
we'll go into uh, we'll go into field athletes in a minute. But I think like the, to to kind of just briefly recap on everything is that you know what what we what we're saying is that everybody, pretty much everybody, should be doing some for, form of conditioning, endurance training alongside the strength training. Hence the term strength conditioning. It's just really about identifying goals and primary goals and then working around those. So like you say, if we're talking about a top level power lifter or weightlifter, then the goal is obviously achieving as much maximal strength as we possibly can in the competition lifts. The goal isn't to run a marathon. You know, the goal isn't to be amazing at a Metcom. So the primary focus needs to be on that strength work. And because the strength work is going to be very, very hard and it's going to be everything dedicated around that, we just need to be very careful with dosing the conditioning in the right way, but not neglecting it completely because, you know, keeping a good physique, good body weight is important. Building an aerobic engine is, is you know, is very important uh, carry over to the, to the sport and with weightlifters yeah. especially. So let's say... In Oli, in Oli lifting, on a competition you've got, what, like six attempts? Um, well, three attempts on each lift. So, and you know, like, uh, same with powerlifting, like in powerlifting is a bit different, like you kind of know when you're going to go, whereas in weightlifting it changes a lot. So you might sometimes get, you know, five minutes in between your lifts and sometimes maybe just a minute or two. So this is where the fitness base kind of comes ha- uh, handy. So the fitter you are, um, the better you recover. And then obviously you can cope with this a bit better, which um, eventually will affect the performance you're still aiming for, which is max lift, um, the heaviest the possible. Um, but that, that's where the fitness side comes really, really beneficial and important. So definitely neither weightlifters or powerlifters should neglect the conditioning side, because if you don't have any fitness, um, you probably will struggle on your competition day. Yeah, definitely. And it can be a long day as well. The competition can be a real long day sometimes as well, can't it? So just having a good, good, good aerobic base can just help you, you know, last a full day. And also even with, you know, top level powerlifters, weightlifters, I'm sure, you know, there's things outside of the gym that they like, you know, nobody likes being unfit and, yeah. you know, doing, doing some low level, but that's, as I say, you know, it's just making sure that doesn't interfere with the maximal strength work by doing some, you know, like you say, your, your conditioning work might just be lower level. Um, you might save some higher intensity stuff, perhaps for the off season, which might be quite useful. Um, but even during the main bit, you know, and, and, and as you're in lead up to comp and maybe eight, 12 weeks out, you might lower, you know, even real, real minimal dose of aerobic work, but maybe just focus on your step count being okay during the week. Um, the other end of the scale, you might have like endurance guys. So you might have guys who, you know, are, are trying to do half marathons or marathons or tough mudders or whatever it might be like ultra endurance events. So obviously the endurance work is going to be a lot higher. The conditioning work is going to be a lot higher and it works the other way around. So we don't want to neglect the strength work completely. That's a, a mm. that's a tragic mistake that a lot of people make to be honest with you. And then they get injured in the conditioning work because they've got no strength base, no robustness. Um, you know, to, to uh, be able to withhold, withstand the forces that they're going to undertake. If you think about a marathon, for example, that's a hell of a lot of force that your body's undertaking to run 26 miles. And that's on the day. That's not talking about the hundreds of miles and thousands of miles that you'll be doing in the training lead up to it. So, you know, imagine doing that with absolutely no strength base, which most, you know, endurance, you know, guys will, will, will do and neglect, um, you know, 
get in the gym, do your minimal dose strength training. So if, if a high level weightlifter might be training six sessions a week in the gym, a high level powerlifter might be, you know, generally does a little bit less, maybe four or five uh, session, sessions in a week and doing fairly minimal conditioning, you'll be the other way around. You'll be doing lots and lots of conditioning and, but it's in, like essential even more so this way around that you do the minimal dose of strength work once or twice a week so that you can build up enough strength, stability and robustness to absorb the high force impact of running a marathon or, you know, running fast or whatever it might be. Okay. And also the performance gains of being able to produce more muscular contractile force through the floor. Every step we take is going to make you a lot more efficient at running or cycling or rowing or whatever, you know, whatever sort of endurance event uh, we're talking about. Now that isn't just professional endurance guys. That's like your everyday guys. Not everybody wants to be an absolute monster in the gym and lift really, really heavy weights. Okay. So, you know, you might have, um, you know, your sort of beginner intermediate who works in office all day, but just loves, you know, loves running. They want to compete in a half marathon or maybe not even that. They just like going out for a run, you know, three, four times a week, five times a week, whatever that is. But even then we would say, you know, so important just to get a little bit of strength work in. So strength and conditioning, as I said, clues in the name and just making sure that we are doing both and obviously the level and the intensity and time in which you put into it is just very dependent on your goals. So I will go into field athlete chat now, if that's yeah. all right, Sonny. Yeah. Um, so we'll just talk a little bit about kind of your field athletes, uh, American football, rugby, uh, football, um, tennis, cricket, whatever it is. So with these sports, um, you don't really have a choice. Um, you have to be strong you have to be powerful um and also you have to have a good conditioning base okay so taking my sport of rugby obviously i want to be very strong want to be very powerful but i've got to get around the pitch for 80 minutes okay a footballer needs to get around the pitch for 90 minutes so you obviously need a good conditioning base to be able to perform that okay so how do we sort of put put all that together um now as I say, you haven't really got the luxury of saying, right, I'm just going to do strength training for a couple blocks and I can look at conditioning. It needs to be concurrent. It needs to be all, to, all, all worked in together. Um, so, you know, it's, it can be it can be tricky. If we're looking at a sport like American football, for example, um, I think the average play in the NFL was averaged out at being just, just under four seconds a play. So... We're talking very, very short periods of time. We've got an offense, we've got a defense, we've got special teams. So there's a lot of rotation. The plays are very, very short. So those guys can be very, very specialist in their job role. Okay. Some players will never touch the ball in their life because they're working, you know, in a certain area of defense. Um, you know, offensive players may never need to tackle in their whole life. So we can be a little bit more specific, okay? So, for example, your defensive lineman or offensive lineman, for example, how important is a big aerobic base? Um, not massively. You'd be almost talking like a powerlifter, like you'd want to have a, a decent one so that you can do enough volume in the weight room. Um, you know, you can last the length of the game without getting tired but the plays are very very short so we can put a massive emphasis into high-end strength and power now if we're talking about a um 
wide receiver, for example, then we need to be strong and powerful, but we need to be extremely fast as well. So again, your goals are just adjusting slightly and therefore the amount of total time you're spending in each area is just going to be a little bit different. So your, your speed merchants are going to be doing some sh like top end strength work, but not, you know, not a huge amount. There's going to be a lot of speed and a lot of low end speed strength work. With a rugby player, for example, whatever position you are on the pitch, um, you're going to need a good aerobic base. Okay, you're going to need. There are there are some differences still. If you're a winger or a back or a forward, there's going to be differences in terms of how much you're running, how many high speed runs you're doing, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But it is a little bit more rounded than say American football, which is more more specialized in certain positions. So again, we just need to identify the goal, the position we're playing. And sort of take it from take it from there, really. So for a rugby player, for example, an aerobic base is going to be a lot more important than it probably is for an American football player. Um, so, in terms of where to fit this into your your sessions, again, this is where we've got to be really careful. We've probably just talked about there, like the fact that we haven't got a choice. We've got to do some conditioning work. So it's like, well, when do we do it, and what's the intensity? that we do it at. So it's the same questions we had for, you know, the, the beginners, the intermediates, the powerlifters, the weightlifters. Um, so again, you know, without repeating ourselves, it's very, in terms of the intensity, it's a very similar thing. So for example, if I've got a game every Saturday, then doing a high intensity conditioning session on a Thursday, Friday is probably not going to be that advantageous. You could argue that in season, I'm not going to have to do any high intensity conditioning because I'll be doing that on a Tuesday night, a Thursday night, and then playing games on a Saturday. So with my with the rest of my time, I might look at just doing three strength sessions alongside that. Some of that will be maximal strength, some of that will be power, and some of that will be speed and speed strength focused. Okay, so it's a well balanced program. But because I'm smashing, you know, myself three times a week down the club anyway the amount of conditioning work I need to do on top of that might not be that much, okay? So normally, depending on who you are, I would say no additional conditioning or once a week, some additional conditioning. So that might be, for example, a tempo run on a Monday, um, which is gonna be low level aerobic work. So with that, we're not biting into that recovery time. It's low level enough that, you know, we're working blue zone, green zone, and the heart rates. We're not working too high intensity. So it's not going to have a knock-on effect on my session. So for example, I might do a tempo run on the Monday morning and then the Monday evening, I might do a, a weight session. Okay. So I'm just avoiding that high intensity work. Now, even in, you know, the off season, I might be building up an aerobic base through things like tempo running. As I come into pre-season, I might want to do some more, um you know mass type running okay so you know maximal aerobic speed type stuff that's a lot higher intensity so i just need to be again careful that it's not having a too much of a knock-on effect on my on my weight but in the in the pre-season that might be a good time to to put in a four-week block or a six-week block of that because i haven't got games to recover from and then as the games start to come in i'd want to drop off that so if i am doing any additional conditioning outside of uh, my games and my, my training it probably wants to be on the lower end or if it is high intensity then it's once a week you know 30 minutes 
probably maximal um, and that uh, that that would be about right so again it's just finding the right level of uh, conditioning so as i say like if you're looking at an overall plan you might say off season i'm going to build up a base with some you know with, with some low level aerobic work some tempo runs then i'm going to go into a high intensity block and then i'm going to minimal dose that as i come into uh, as i come into the season i hope that's all making sense um and then in terms of when to do it, okay, then, you know, this carries over to your weight training as well. And what we, what we like to do is use high days and low days for your training. So for example, if I'm doing, let's, you know, forget games for a second. If I'm training, you know, uh, four times a week in the gym in the, in the preseason, I might have a high day, uh, which is going to be my very heavy, heavy lifting. And I'm also going to try and do, uh, some sprint work with that as, as as well. Okay, maybe sprint in the morning, weights in the evening, uh, or sprints before the session into into weights. So with that, I'm looking at very high intensity, but I'm looking at short periods and bursts of time. Then the next day, I might have a low day, which might be lighter work. Maybe it's an upper body session. It's less strenuous on the nervous system. Um, it might be accessory work if I'm doing full body. And then I'm doing some light aerobic work so that I can recover then for the next session. Maybe I have a day off the next day, or if I'm back in, maybe it's a high day, okay? So you have your high day, low day, high day, low day. So, you know, that might be, let's say high day might be lower uh, body, and, and low day might be upper body or it might be both full body, but one's a harder session, one's a lighter session. And then in terms of my conditioning, I can do my high intensity stuff on the high day and I can do my low intensity stuff on the low day so that every day we're not fatiguing ourselves and going maximal with the effort and the amount of work that we're doing. So that makes sense. So high day, short burst, higher intensity, low day might be just as simple as getting a step count up. It might be a low level tempo run or, or what bike, just working low level aerobic work because that is cheap, easy aerobic work to get in that will assist in our recovery. Okay. So that's, uh, you know, important to, uh, to, to consider. Um, so, yeah, I was going to go into something else, but I've forgotten. My mind's gone blank. <laughs> That's fine. I'll take a little, but, yeah. little while. Um, no, so... I think this gives a good overview for, for someone who, like, does rugby or something like... Not even the rugby, an India field sport. Like, if you know that there's more to it than just doing the gym, like, you probably understand, yeah. like, if you, you know, if you play, I don't know, squash or you row in, like, you understand that, like, okay, I got to do both. Uh, both works, um, both different trainings. So obviously you probably start thinking like, how do I manage this? So I think this has been a great overview and I, and I yeah. hope it makes sense. Yeah, you've actually just reminded me of what I was just going to round up. Perfect. Actually, yeah, which was like, as a as a rugby player or a footballer, like you're, or, or, a, or, or a football player, um, your, your maximal strength realistically is going to be affected like it is going to be affected now you know if i you know stop playing rugby and i'm not doing any conditioning work to you know to to improve that i could push my maximal strength higher i'm not saying I'm a, i'd ever be a, a top level weightlifter or powerlifter but i could certainly increase the numbers on my deadlift on my squat on my press 
you know, if you're in athletics, you know, any field sport, you know, track or field sport is exactly the same. So the maximal strength like does get sacrificed a little bit. That's a, that's a reality. Um, that's not to say that we shouldn't be pushing and trying to get stronger, but there are other, you know, components. And the, the goal is, like I said, for a power of lifter or weightlifter, the goal is what is the maximal amount of weight I can put on the bar and complete in a competition for one rep. Yeah. So in a, in a field sport, it's very, very different in, you know, someone who likes coming to the gym and they want to be strong, but they want to be fit as well. It's different. So we can improve the maximal strength, of course, but there are other goals and other factors to consider. So the realistic thing is like, as you, as you get more advanced and like I said, you're producing more forces in the gym and out of the gym, you know, in, in the sport that you're doing, then as I said, like we need to be very smart with the recovery. The maximal strength is going to be pushed, but you know, there is going to be a limitation and we have to factor in the conditioning work around that. Now, the smarter we can be with the conditioning work, the less impact it's going to have on the strength, on, on the strength training. So we can, we can, we can minimize the risks of losing strength by being smarter with when we do our conditioning work and the intensity in which we um, in which we do it. And like I said, the best way to do it, in my opinion, is having higher days and lower days. Don't go like hard gym session on the Monday and then hard, you know, conditioning session on the Tuesday and then hard on the Wednesday and hard on the Thursday. You know, two 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 sessions a day can work nicely. You know, hard hard day on a Monday, easy day on a Tuesday, day off on a Wednesday etc etc something like that would work really so well. if you find yourself in that category um which mark was like explaining um basically you want your lift to be really high and lifting heavy and you probably somewhere at that advanced level you are right if you then avoiding the conditioning because yes you prioritize in your strength um which is fa- fine and fair but obviously then that would be just for the sake of hitting the lifts whereas like for an athlete it's the performance as an overall effect so yeah i think many people neglect conditioning because they have that one goal um and that's probably completely fine um if it's based on your goal um because obviously uh, i think me and you we both know people who don't do any conditioning as a fact of oh well you know what i'm just saving myself for the lift um so yeah, it pretty much works as 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 we explained that like the more advanced you are, the more like tax and effect it will have uh, one to another. Yep. So it's just about training smarter. It doesn't doesn't mean you don't you know you don't have to do any. It's just being very very smart with it um, as you as you get more experienced. If you're a beginner, enjoy the process. Get your strength and your conditioning work in, and just find whatever you can do that is sustainable and you can be consistent with. And it's as simple as that. Really. Fantastic. Okay, we'll round off there. I uh, hope you've uh, enjoyed the podcast, guys. Um, and be sure to tune in uh, next week. Um, hope you're enjoying all the podcasts we're doing. Let's say Spotify, YouTube, check us out. If there's any questions that you've got on any of the podcasts, then just shoot us over an email and uh, we'll be happy to answer any questions that you've got. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll catch you next time. Cheers.